Do I got waves? I got waves. Do you have waves? Do I got waves? <laughs> little baby waves. Why are they so baby? I don't know. I think that big one is just my dramatic sigh. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's Megan. It's Morgan. And, and we're in. in. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, man. What's well, up? <laughs> you know. It's just electricity searches. <laughs> Actually, I think there might be something going on because last night we had the party lights on and we were waiting for you and Chance to come over and it flickered like three times in a row. It was like the first time it flickered. I was like, meh. Second time it flickered. And I was like, okay. Third time I was like, what the fuck is going on? How old is the house? Oh, she old. Yeah, it might just be like wiring or whatever. Yeah. Which blows, but. Yeah. My uncle's an electrician, so. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not too worried about it. Do you guys have like the heat and shit on right now? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> Our thermostat is really old and kind of hard to read, so I just kind of let Connor deal with it. So if it's on, maybe all right i'm assuming it's winter it probably is uh it's, it's also, winter and it's not deathly cold in here so, so say it's like, like 11 outside yeah it's so. not bad. Like, we opened the window last night really yeah oh damn it was actually really nice i woke up super cold because we have two blankets we have like this the kate spade one mm-hmm. and then we have a comforter over top and i woke up with just the kate spade blanket on and he woke up with just the comforter on and I was <laughs> oh like, no what in the fuck the split of the blankets yeah yeah and, and he woke up fine but i woke up cold because this isn't enough mm-hmm. in the winter Oh. We went to bed with just this last night. So we were like, oh, like it's kind of warm. It's fine. And then like we opened the window and then I woke up and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I grabbed yeah. the other comforter. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. But yeah. After that, it was good. Mm-hmm. So, hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> kind of forgot we were recording for a minute. Eh, whatever. It's hard to forget you're recording with microphones and headphones on, but it happens. It surprisingly isn't that hard to forget. I was going to say I forget a lot when we're recording D&D, but to be fair, the microphones are like opposite sides of the room type deal. Yeah, it's not like in front of your face like now. I feel like it's almost like glasses, how like your eyes kind of ignore them after a while. Fair like enough. I just kind of like don't see. And then all of a sudden it like goes in your face and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I, I fucking <laughs> look down and smash my hat bill off the fucking <laughs> <laughs> microphone. Yup. <laughs> uh so today friends we got a cool topic for you <laughs> yeah mystery episode so far we've just talked about houses and <laughs> fucking microphones uh we're gonna talk about fostering yeah. not humans specifically like cats dogs bunnies any animal really fuzzy cute shit yeah mostly fuzzy i don't know if people foster reptiles oh my god I wonder if that's a thing. I would foster the shit out of those reptiles. I might have to do a half-ass internet research later and figure it That'd out. That'd be dope. Yeah. You could fit so many more foster lizards into your house. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Than, like, other rabbits and shit. Rabbits take up a lot of space. 
They do, because they need a bunch of space. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> First, we have a new game to play. Yes. Oh, my God. We're so excited. I'm so excited. They play this. Okay, throwing it back. We're stealing shit from Always Open again, but not really, because this is just a game that exists in the world. Yeah. Um. So as you guys know, my friend Gert left recently, and he left so much stuff at our house. Uh, one of the things that he left us was the game called Hypotheticals by Chuck Klosterman. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Looks right. Um. But also, it's 50 questions for insane conversations. And then at the bottom, it says, author of Eating the Dinosaur and Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> really want to read both of those books now. Specifically, Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. That sounds like a good afternoon. Yeah. Eating the Dinosaur. Yikes. Don't show that to Dane. Aww. <laughs> um, But yeah, so hypotheticals. They're just like really um strange. Strange and odd situations that make you think about what you do is what i've gotten from reading yeah. some of them <laughs> yeah basically uh so we're gonna start with that yeah uh, it's gonna be super fun do you want to rock paper scissors to see who goes first yeah let's do three okay one, one two, two three. Oh. oh what <laughs> on shoot oh my god i hate myself <laughs> rock paper scissors shoot rock paper scissors shoot oh Damn. yes i got paper she got rock <laughs> <laughs> rock paper scissors shoot she did scissors, I did paper. Hell yeah. Fuck. Rock, paper, scissors, champion. Yeah, I'm not honestly super great. I don't know why I suggested it. Um. Okay, so I'm going to start with the one that I just kind of felt like was relevant to the two of us. They also have titles. Uh, I'm going to read the ones of mine first. This one's just called Kick in the Ribs. Nice. So your best friend is taking a nap on the floor of your living room. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, you are faced with a bizarre existential problem. He slash she is going to die unless you kick this slumbering friend as hard as you can in the ribcage. Bruh. <laughs> if you don't do this, he slash she will never wake up. However, you can never explain your actions. If you later <laughs> inform your friend that you did this to save his or her life, your friend will die immediately from <gasps> that. You have, So you have to kick your sleeping friend in the ribs and you cannot explain why. Since you can't tell your friend the truth, what excuse will you fabricate to explain this seemingly inexplainable attack? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking hoof him in the ribs. Literally, the first half of that, I was like, this isn't even a question. Of course I'm kicking you as hard as I can in the ribs. And then it was like, but you can't tell her. And I was like, what? Um, quite honestly. Okay. <laughs> So I want to hear your answer first to see if it relates to mine at all. So this is just me trying to sort of get out of it in a way. Mm -hmm. Is there any way that, because me and you understand each other, is there a way that I can just like say something where you'd get what I mean, but I'm not actually telling you and then you won't die? Or is it if if you understand what I'm saying, you die? I think it, it says if I know that you did it to save my life. If you know, fuck. But to save my life specifically. So yeah. I don't know like to what extent. I'd almost just want to be like, I probably would just make up some excuse about like there being a bunch of bees or something in the house and be like, you had to get up. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it yet. Oh my God. I I'll have to show you the, the Arizona Circle episodes from Rooster Teeth. There's uh -huh. this thing. It's from our episode that we're in. They're like walking through the woods and they meet two guards and it's like, 
oh, we'll like tell you the way to your camp, but you got to like guess at which one's telling the truth. And it's like, one of us is always telling the truth. The other one has a handful of bees. <laughs> and the dude's just standing there like, <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, dude, I had a handful of bees. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'd make up some kind of threat of danger that like was going to threaten your life, but not that you wouldn't have that you would have died. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like if you didn't kick me? Yeah, yeah. It was just like, I needed to wake you up. Bees! <laughs> bees! There's bees! There's so many bees! Yeah. Um, I would definitely just like hoof you in the ribs and then like also throw my body and fall over top of you and then just like yell at you for napping in the middle of my living room. Because it, ah! it literally says you're napping on the living room floor. Fair. So I'd just be like, bitch. <laughs> I goddamn tripped over you. And you'd be like, my fucking ribs. Holy shit. And I'd be like, yeah. I'll sleep on my floor, motherfucker. I would have been like, but you knew I was here. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I forgot. That's exactly. I'd just pass it off as me being like a clumsy bitch. That's actually like fine. I feel like that's plausible. Yeah. Except I probably wouldn't 100% believe it. But <laughs> you'd be like suspicious for the next like 20 years. Exactly. Just like randomly bring it up every so often. Like, hey, remember that one time that you uh, broke my rib cage? You tripped. <laughs> you tripped over me in the living room. Yeah. You tripped. <laughs> tripped. Tripped. <laughs> yes. Yes, Morgan. I tripped. <laughs> God. Love it. Uh, I'll do one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this one's called Vampire Weekend. Um, it's the evening before your wedding. Oh, God. <laughs> Everything is going as planned. You are spending the afternoon with a few old friends, chatting casually about old times. This feels very high, much your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, your spouse-to-be bursts into the room, totally hysterical. Your spouse-to-be insists that he or she has just seen a vampire. When you ask what this means, he or she says... I was looking out of the window of my hotel room and I could see into the apartment building across the street. That's when I saw the vampire. I saw a man in a black cape bite a woman's neck and drink her blood. I know this must sound crazy, but I'm certain that what I saw is real. Your prospective and sober spouse <laughs> is in a state of panic and pleads with you to believe his or her story. You can tell that this is really, really important to him or her. Knowing the fragility of the situation and the intensity of the timing... Do, your t do you tell your potential spouse that you do, in fact, completely believe that he or she saw a vampire across the street? All of your old friends are watching this conversation. <laughs> I honestly forgot that everyone else was there. And I was like, oh, it's like a private conversation. No, they just busted into like the... I'm literally picturing the bar from How I Met Your Mother that they all hang out. Not the bar, but like the little lounge thing that in, they're hanging out with. In, in season 10 or 9 or whatever. Yeah, for uh, the Barney wedding. and Robin's wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm literally picturing that. And like Chance just runs in. I was actually picturing like Robin's like suite with like her sister and Lily and stuff. Oh my God, it. yeah. And he just bursts in there. Guys. <laughs> and it's like, uh, uh, uh um, I mean... <laughs> I would have to take serious stock of whether or not I thought he was being serious because Chance is pretty notorious for just like trying to pull shit like that on me. Pull shit, but also like, I feel like both of the boys for us <laughs> think they see things or mm -hmm. think they know things and end up being completely wrong. So I'd, it was the hotel across the street that he saw it at? Um, it wasn't a hotel across the street. He just... Oh, it was into the apartment building oh, across oh. the street. So he lives there. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. I'd probably like... 
I'd maybe suggest that we like call the police and just be like, yo, we saw like an altercation in this apartment and then just like sit at the window and watch what happens. Yeah, that's probably the most like reasonable explanation. I was going to say I'd go there and like investigate. And I was like, you know, I'm, actually I'm not about getting murdered on my wedding night. Maybe I'll just call the cops and be like, yo, hey, uh, we're at the hotel across the street. We think we saw someone like fighting in this apartment building. Maybe you should go check it out. All I can hear Definitely is, not a vampire. <laughs> all I can hear is Chase in the background. Yes, it fucking is a vampire. It's a fucking vampire. Did you tell them it's a vampire? Did you, did you warn them? Are they bringing steaks and garlic? <laughs> Literally. Warn them. Do not send them in there unprepared. <laughs> yes. They're just like, ma'am, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're cool. We're cool. Um, I probably wouldn't care what time it is or who's around, honestly. Yeah. Like, this, the whole wedding thing and my friends watching... If they, if my friends know me, they'll know Connor and yeah. they'll know how we react. I'm not going to change my behavior. Yeah. Around them. So if he told me that, I'd be like, really? Really? That's what you saw? Okay. Uh, describe it. Describe the vampire. What do you look like? What's his face look like? Slick back hair? Bangs? You know? Classic. <laughs> and I don't know. If he was like very, very adamant, I'd probably do the same thing as you. Yeah. Just call the cops. Like, fine. If there's really something going on. But if it was me that saw the vampire, I'd probably been like, it's probably already turned into a bat and gone away. Like, it doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> I just want you to know that's what I saw. I just wanted you to be aware. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. Right. Um, so this one's called Collarbone in Chains. Oh. Or sorry, Collarbones in Chains. Like the apostrophe N. Ah. Collarbones in Chains. That's a weird picture. You'll, you'll get it in okay. a moment. <laughs> So, you meet your soulmate. <laughs> However, there's a catch. <laughs> of course. Every three years, someone will break both of your soulmate's collarbones <gasps> with a crescent wrench. <laughs> and there is only one way you can stop this from happening. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to Google what a crescent wrench is specifically for the context, but fine. Uh, you must swallow a pill that will make every song you hear for the rest of your life sound as if it's being performed by the band Alice in Chains. When you hear Credence Clearwater revival on the radio, it will sound, oh, like those boys. Okay. Ouch. Yeah. God damn. Um, Sorry. It will sound. It will sound like Alice in Chains. Oh, it sounds like it is being played by Alice in Chains. If you see Radiohead live, every one of their tunes will sound like it's being covered by Alice in Chains. <laughs> when you hear a commercial jingle on the TV, it will sound like Alice in Chains. If you sing to yourself in the shower, you will sound like a deceased Alice in Chains vocalist Lane Staley performing a cappella, but it will only sound this way to you. <laughs> Would you swallow the pill? So is this a pill that I'd have to take like all the time? No, you take it once and then for the rest of your life, you have to deal with Alice in Chains. Okay, that's, I wanted to know if Alice in Chains was for life. Okay. Yeah, but you have uh, a chance every three years to save your spouse from being, I mean, if you take it early... They don't have to. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I don't hate Alice in Chains. But. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to just listen to one thing for the rest of my life. Honestly, when I was first reading it, I was like, okay, like, every song I hear sounds like it's covered by Alice in Chains, whatever. The the whole commercial jingle and, like, singing in the shower me. and stuff like that, that's fucking funny. You know what? Singing in the shower, whatever, but, like, the commercial jingles? I'm just imagining the Marineland song. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, the Stanley Steamer jingle. <laughs> you know what? And... 
Honestly, getting your collarbone broken fucking both. sucks. Both. I know. Like, damn. Yeah, I think I'd do Alice in Chains. <laughs> yeah. I I'd think have so to. Too. That'd be awful. If you, especially if they knew that that's what was stopping them from getting their fucking collarbone smashed yeah. in every three years. But what is nice is that I didn't realize that it's just kind of like a cover of, like, I thought it was just all songs were Alice in Chains songs, but no, it's them like playing that song, which isn't as bad as I originally <laughs> yeah, thought. I thought it was kind of funny. Every song was replaced by an Alice in Chains song. No. And I was like, I'm gonna get so used to these songs. I don't. It sounds like it's being played by yeah. Alice in Chains. No, I, I think I'd do it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> was that the actual question? Would you do it? Yep. Would you take the pill? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna read my title after the question okay. because I don't want it to give it away. So, this is really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Megan just dripped her French vanilla on herself. It, like, splashed back, like, onto my lips. Well. Whatever. Okay. Uh, this is a really fucked up question, so maybe don't drink while I'm uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> you were in a plane crash in the Andes Mountains. Andes. Not, sure. Not unlike those people from the movie Alive, or I suppose, like, the 1972 Uruguayan rugby team who experience a situation in reality. What the fuck? (laughs) These these cards are so funny. I know. As such, you will be forced to consume the human flesh of the people who died on impact. Oh. This will be a terrible experience, (laughs) but it is the only way for you to survive. Fortunately, you did not know any of the victims personally. Would you rather eat a dead baby or would you rather eat a dead elderly person? Would gender play a role in the selection process? And how much of this would, would it bother you if this meat turned out to be delicious. Um, okay. Maybe one question at a time. I was going to say, I'm going to start going through. So gender, I don't think would play a preference. I don't feel like, especially if I'm talking like old person to young person, like. Yeah. I really hate where my mind's going with this right now. But at this point, I'm just thinking of the quality of the meat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say. As much as a baby would be less, it would probably be more nutritional <laughs> and like fresh. Oh god. Um. So yeah, probably the baby. Wait. So so they're already dead. Like the plane crash and everyone's yeah. dead already. Okay. You don't, you don't gotta kill them. Well then, yeah. Whatever. Probably the baby. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> NBD. I'd like probably figure out some way to make it like unrecognizable. Without, and, like, so this is kind of hard because I don't eat, like, meat with bones in it for this specific reason. Yeah. Well, I like to separate my meat from the fact that it used to be a living thing as much as physically possible. Realistically, like, I'm just trying to think of it in, like, an apocalypse kind of Oh, thing. yeah. Like, if it came down to it, I mean, I'd fucking cry the whole time. But But you also, like, if you have, like, a pocket knife anyway, you could probably just, like, you know, take it off the bone. Yeah, but you got to get from, like, whole baby to... I know. <laughs> so it's just, like, from, from there to... Uh. Like, yes, physically I could do it. However... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, knowing what I do about cooking, if you just boil meat for long enough, it just kind of comes off the bone. So I'd honestly just probably boil that baby forever. <laughs> for- oh, God. <laughs> Make some soup. <laughs> Okay, and then how what much the- would it bother you if this meat turned out to be delicious? Oh, um, I want to say a bunch, but probably not that much. I honestly think <clears throat> it would really bother me. Um, 
I very much assume that it's I mean, it's obviously not because we're different, but I I know that we are classified as white meat. So <laughs> there's like a smaller variance. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a smaller variance between like what pork tastes like to what chicken tastes like to what turkey tastes like to me to like beef and then like oh, yeah. veal. And then like, like there's meat I don't like because the taste isn't good. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I already kind of low-key imagine that humans don't taste terrible. Okay. <laughs> to be honest that's something i've learned about you today um uh, i'm so bothered by this question um, i think you're upset about how casually i'm answering a little like it feels like you've already thought about this a lot like when i saw this i was like damn this is gonna take a while and you're just like well blah blah blah, blah, blah. well you boil it <laughs> and meh whatever humans probably taste good like I feel like that's the thing I'd be least bothered by is the taste. Because at that point, like, it's already, I've already gone through the worst of breaking down that meat. Well, honestly, not really. Because if all you did was throw a baby in a pot and boil it, you didn't really do much. Mentally, I did. Yeah. I had to put that baby in a pot. I think the mental struggle for me would be eating it and trying to forget that it's a human. Like. That's true. That would be the hardest part for me. It didn't ask me if, like. I'd struggle eating it in general. Just ask if I'd have a problem if it tasted good. I think, oh, it's fair, but I think it would. I think it'd bother me. I think it, I'd, I'd have a hard time eating it, but like if it tasted good, I'd be like, I mean. At least it tasted yeah, good. Yeah, at least it's not fucking veal, I guess, but damn. Yeah, like, I guess that would be the one consolation. Although, is veal not just baby cow? It is. There is such a flavor difference between veal and beef that now I'm concerned about eating the beef. <laughs> Seasoned meat. Veal is really gamey. That's what I don't like about it. So now I'm like, shit, are human babies also gamey? Wow. Oh my god. That old person has lived a nice, long, happy life. It's like they're like the Wagyu cows. You know, one thing that I just thought about is just being very fucked up. I love this episode. <laughs> Dude, why are we talking about this on this episode? I know! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, okay, last thought, because you brought it up. <laughs> if you were to eat an elderly person over a baby, uh, the one thing that I could probably guarantee is old people, like, in our generation, take care of themselves pretty well and eat pretty well. So there's probably, like, just as much nutrients in an old person as a baby, just saying. True. Because, like, old people, when we're old, are going to be, like, trash. Because all we did was eat processed food and not yeah. give a fuck about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, like, old people now ate, like, really good meals all the time and, like, took care of themselves. So, like, there's that. Uh, the title for this card was The Cannibal's Quandary. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a question of whether or not <clears throat> you were you will turn to cannibalism. We just got some morality questions <laughs> about where you'd go with it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was fucked i told you it was fucked that was great (laughs) i enjoyed it i don't know what you're talking about god i'm scarred and and while you're fucking sitting there eating i mean whichever one you chose on the mountains you start singing to yourself and all you hear is alice in chains (laughs) (laughs) i love it bring it all together yep uh it's a callback cool let's fucking move on because i don't want to think about this anymore
fostering, guys. Fostering. Not babies. Not human babies. No. Especially not now. And not elderly people yes, either. Yes, no. <laughs> None of the human variety. We mm-hmm. don't foster humans here. No way. That's fucked. I mean, I technically don't foster anything here, but. Fair. I'd like to eventually. Like in my house? No. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I'm more meant like in my reality, question mark. All right. All right. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I just thought you meant like in the studio and I was like, this is a studio. We're not going to turn it into a foster. Oh my God. They would eat the shit out of these cords. Yeah. Oh my God. Look how cute that cat is. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) sorry. I have stats and they made this report. The cat is so cute. Oh, she's like a little angel. Oh man. Okay. (gasps) (laughs) Little kitten. So cute. Wow. Okay. Anyway. So where are we starting friend? Uh, I want to read some of these stats about, um, homeless animals in Canada. I was going to say, so is this in Canada? Because most of the foster people we follow are from the States and makes me sad. Fair enough. I wanted to read some about Canada because I actually do have some stuff to talk about. I didn't even mention this to you earlier, but some stuff to talk about for like the Niagara region specifically. (gasps) Excellent. So I guess we'll start there. Cool. Um, I wanted to try and find stats for the Niagara region, uh, but I couldn't find anything for Niagara. I couldn't even find anything for Ontario. It just brought me to Canada. Hmm. There is some Ontario stats in here, but like I couldn't just get specifics. Yeah. Um, also, this is from 2018 because it's too early in 2020 to get I was going to say, I'm assuming stats. it's like a two-year report and they just haven't done it yet. Yeah. So, um, basically, the amount of um, homeless like animal shelters we have in Ontario is a lot larger than any other province, which I thought was really interesting. So we have 47 um, homeless shelters, like SPS, SPCA, whatever. And the other highest is 37 in BC. But like a lot of these provinces only have like, like the Yukon and the territories have one and two. What? Yeah. Manitoba has seven. New Brunswick, 11. Newfoundland is eight. Nova Scotia only has six. Dude, what the fuck? Like, literally, I was like, 47 doesn't seem like that much for a whole fucking province. But compared to these other numbers, oh like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Quebec only has 19. What? And Quebec's huge. That really surprises me. I feel like that's the biggest thing I'm being blown away by. Is like, most of these things are bigger than Ontario. I'm pretty sure. Although, I mean, I imagine that... Besides the territories <clears throat> and, like, yeah. PEI, whatever, I'm kind of like, eh. But, like, even Nova Scotia's small, but I just figured there'd be a lot of stray animals there. And they only have six. Like, that's crazy. I and don't they're know. probably not very big either. I know. Just makes me sad that there's not as many resources as I thought. Hey, I friends, strap in for, like, the most heartwarming and sad episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the most, but, like, no. for sure that's going to be a thing. Yeah. Um. So that's how many that we have in Ontario. Um... The other one I had was, sorry, I'm going to read like this. So in 2018, Canadian shelters took in more than 81,000 cats. Oh my God, that's just cats? Just cats and just less than 30,000 dogs, which is a huge difference between the two. Wait, 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 wait. Can you read those numbers again? (laughs) So took in more than 81,000 cats and less than 30,000 dogs. Oh my God. Like wow that's in all of canada but like what the fuck that stresses me out so much yep (laughs) um 
sorry. I, there's another chart, but it doesn't make any sense. So I'm moving on. Um, so there's also the comparison of, that's not the one I wanted. Oh, okay. So they have something where it says like how many percentages of like the animals or cats and dogs, whatever in the shelters get adopted or reclaimed mm-hmm. or euthanasia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> euthanasia is a lot smaller than i thought it was so that's what that's made good. me happy but a lot of our shelters have gotten no kill in the last like i don't know however many since i've been paying attention to it i guess yeah but i don't think it's as lucky in the states which no. makes me sad yeah. um so 47 percent of dogs and 62 percent of cats were adopted oh, oh my god i thought that was the euthanasia i was like <gasps> no <laughs> oh my god sorry i should have <laughs> prefaced it's okay <laughs> What a roller coaster. <laughs> well, I'm glad Oops. they were adopted. <laughs> yes, they were adopted. Um, but what actually made me really sad was 70% of dogs were reclaimed by their owner, so like given up and then taken back. Only 11% of cats were given up and taken back. That so there are a lot of cats that like people get cats, don't understand like how they are, how they behave, and then just like give them up again. That makes me so sad. That makes me so sad. Cats are so easy. I know. Um, and then for euthanasia, uh, so only 2% of dogs were euthanized and 7% of cats. That's not that bad. But when I think about how big the number is. Yeah. And how much 7% is of that big number. Yeah. That's a decent amount. I don't know why the differences are so much in dogs and cats. Like, I do. Oh, you do? Well, not like, I just have a pretty good, it's just breeding. Like, there's so many more cats left out to just keep breeding, and they breed so much faster I than mean, dogs. that's fair, yeah. Like, I, I feel like before I get into fostering, if I do, I'd like to start doing TNR if I can. What's but that's, TNR? Uh, trap and release. Uh, the one foster okay so I can kind of go over that then yeah um basically it's just like they go to areas where there's like reports of like a lot of cat colonies and stuff and when they I love the term cat colony right <laughs> I just love the ideas of like their little social structures yeah. and them just like hanging out in the wild doing their thing but also like mingling with humans and still getting food from us because they're smarter than that <laughs> yeah um but yeah so when Cats aren't socialized and stuff. They still go in and they catch them and they, uh, my brain is blanking on the word, fix, spay, spay, neuter, spay, neuter. Yeah. They bring them in, they fix them. And then if they're not socialized, they can't be adopted like straight up. So they bring them back to where they're from, but they tip their ears. So they Mm -hmm. just like notch the little tip off their ear and like people get so fucking offended by it. They're like, oh, it's going to hurt the cat, blah, blah, blah. And it's like. Yeah, well, it'll hurt the cat a lot more if it has, like, four litters of kittens in a year when it's, like, barely a year old. So, SMD. Yeah. So, if you ever see cats, like, wild cats out with uh, a tip of their ear missing, that means that they've been caught and, not euthanized, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Caught and neutered and released. you see a dead cat in the street. Oh my god. (laughs) It probably wasn't euthanized. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Fuck. But yeah, so that's what the one girl that I follow, um, my foster kittens on Instagram. By the way, we're going to be plugging like a bunch of 
random foster people oh, on bunch. Instagram. Uh, mostly Instagram because I don't follow any of them on Facebook. No. Um, but yeah, at my foster kittens. She lives in, I want to say Vegas, I'm pretty sure. And she does a lot of TNR stuff. So that sounds real stressful, but like really important. Yes. Like it feels like an essential thing. Like why are, so these are just random people that do this and not yep. like the Humane Society? Well, they're Shouldn't... volunteers that like work with the Humane Society. Because like even just watching her do it, she'll trap like 40 cats in a couple days 40 it's fucked that's what i'm saying like that's why the amount of cats is so much bigger because they get together in these tiny groups and then just breed and breed and breed and breed it's awful i'm surprised that they don't have like a mating like cats like a bunny say you know what i mean like i like always- say they're, they're not known for mating that Weird. much and like they go into heat so fast like they i'm pretty sure they can have like two to three litters in a year usually like three to five to six kittens litter and like they can start having babies from like nine months old well yeah actually one of the cats that i had that ended up passing away really young um i got her from one of my ex's cats she was an outdoor cat and she would literally just like go outside get pregnant have cats Mm -hmm. and once she was recovered from having cats she'd go outside get pregnant have more i was gonna say literally like if you think about it how often did she have a litter of kittens oh a lot like yep. I, I'm, it was a joke it was like dude like you need to fix her yeah but it wasn't actually a joke because i was like dude you should fix this cat like, that's not healthy for her and i realized it really wasn't healthy because the cat that i got was the only one in the litter which isn't normal no it's not normal for a cat to have one yeah. in a litter and i was like dude i think she needs to stop having cats <laughs> like yeah <laughs> that's, that's so much stress on their bodies yeah I know my grade five teacher, she lived in Port Dalhousie. She mm-hmm. might still live in Port Dalhousie. But I remember she took us on this like big scavenger hunt through Port Dalhousie as our, like our year end trip. And it was actually That's fucking cool. awesome. Yeah. But she made her house as like the end game. Yeah. And she has like, she's basically like an open house for strays. Like if strays ever come, she feeds them all and like keeps them in her house. Mm-hmm. Like when it's cold and like she, Aww. I know, like it's insane. I wonder if she's doing TNR stuff. She might be, yeah. or she might even be like some people um, where they have cats that are like, they're not socialized, but they're not super like afraid of people or whatever. They'll like put them into like, people will run cat colonies basically. And yeah, yeah. do that where they're like, they have a place that's like warm for them to go if they need it. I think and that's like they what leave she did. Out for them. Yeah. So that's what I'd like to get into that if I can before I foster, just because like fostering is actually bringing them into the house and doing the work and if i did fostering it would probably be for kitten well i guess it'd be for what's available in the area yeah well actually so i have um i have a couple reasons i think i only wrote three that were like the top three for fostering Mm -hmm. um so i whenever i looked up like what are the benefits of fostering it was always like what are the benefits to the humans and i was like no i want to know like what's good for the cats Mm -hmm. like why why do people need to foster um and the top three i kept coming across were it helps overcrowding at shelters Mm -hmm. so shelters are so under-resourced and they don't have the space for all of the stray especially cats that come in so if you offer to foster some and give the cats a home while they're looking for like to be adopted Mm -hmm. like that helps a lot um it helps abused or stray cats get used to stability or mm-hmm. get socialized. Um, so they can eventually get a forever home, whether that's yours or someone else's. Also, the biggest reason is for kittens. It keeps kittens that are less than eight weeks old healthy 
because they can contract like a ton of germs from shelters that can be life-threatening in the first eight weeks of their life which i actually didn't know until i looked it up kittens can get sick so quickly yeah and just fucking crash seriously like i don't so you follow beth stern right yeah after you told me about her yeah okay so she i think it's beth o stern yeah on instagram it is uh and then i you follow a kitten lady right yeah yeah i think hers is just kitten lady it's actually i think there's an x in there oh yeah kitten x lady or whatever kitten x lady okay cool so we those two um and uh the the my foster kittens girl does it a lot too but i find mostly beth and the kitten lady they work with a lot of like neonatal kittens which is like the little little babies and like first of all oh my god so cute precious little nuggets oh my oh, god having so many cute little kitty faces on my instagram is like oh. the best and like okay first of all to anyone that says that social media and shit makes this generation less sociable i give a big fuck you because i have followed so many kittens little lives <laughs> over the internet and i love them all so much and i know their names and their personalities and they're so cute and i'm obsessed with them and also then i end up following their instagram accounts that like their adopters make oh so now my instagram is just full of kittens but it is the best to see like those little sick because like when they get them they're usually like flea ridden and dirty yeah. and like i've seen ones where like I don't remember who got them, but it was literally someone had thrown a bunch of kittens in a bag and like thrown them in a dumpster and someone let them know and they found them and like they were super sick and dirty and everything. And just watching them get to grow up and have a life is really nice. Yeah. Because it's not their fault that, you know, cats are overpopulated and people don't give a shit. For sure. Sorry, I just, um, when you talked about Beth Stern, I wanted to find the one cat I wanted to talk about. Oh my God uh but that's gonna take me a minute the other thing i actually before i get there so the last thing i want to talk about like statistics or Mm -hmm. facts wise was um requirements in ontario to be a foster it's a whole long list Mm -hmm. which i didn't know about so i'm gonna read them all yeah you have to be at least 18 years old attend required training Mm -hmm. which i love yeah not anyone can just do it um have access to transportation complete a foster care application and sign a foster care agreement Sign up as an on-deck foster ready to pick up your animal within a 36-hour time frame. Makes sense. Uh, be able to set time aside to bring your foster animal in for follow-up vaccinations, spay, neuter, surgery, etc. Uh, take on the responsibility for routine care in your home during the foster period. Ensure that animals can be fostered in your home. Duh. Isolate foster animals from family pets within the home as required. Which I actually already knew. Uh, so I have a cousin that used to work for the Humane Society. Mm-hmm. And when she started, she used to foster so many animals because she was like, she couldn't handle not doing it. Um, But I remember the one time for, uh, we had her uh, Christmas dinner at her house and she had like 10 kittens that she was fostering. And she already had two dogs and a cat. Um, So like she had all the kittens in like a spare bedroom and Mm -hmm. she always kept the door closed. And I was like, why can't like the other animals be around it? And she was like, well, these foster kittens are like sick. So they could get my animals sick. My animals, if they're going outside, could get them sick. Like it's a no-no. Like they can't have any contact. Yeah. And like if she pet her animals, she'd have to like go wash her hands before Mm -hmm. she. I was like, damn, this is like a lot. Um, Nice. Quarantine your foster animals for 14 days to prevent (laughs) disease disease spread. Uh, Kitten slash puppy proof your home to reduce potential safety hazards. Maintain a peaceful, loving environment for the foster animals and spend quality time socializing them. That's so cute. Right? 
Uh, utilize the emergency contact number for after our emergencies. Maintain communication with the foster program coordinator, which I didn't think was a thing. Uh, commit to the entire foster period with the animal. That's big. Because mm-hmm. could you imagine committing to do it for three months and then a month and a half in, you're like, sorry, I can't anymore. Like, that's awful. That poor animal. Uh, try to spend a minimum of two hours per day with kittens to socialize them and monitor their health. Um, time commitments will vary depending on the animal. For socialization and enrichment ideas, visit shelterhealthpro.com. There's a little plug. Yeah, hit it up. (laughs) (laughs) Existing animals in your home must be up to date on vaccines and in good health. Every family member in the household will need to be prepared for the commitment and emotions involved with fostering. (gasps) So, yeah, that's a whole thing where not only do you have to be financially and physically and, like, have your house ready, but you need to be emotionally ready. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's a ride. (laughs) So, I have a story. Okay. Um... So my friend Lila at work fosters bunnies. She's amazing. She actually just started her own rescue, which I will get into in a moment. Um, but I'm obsessed with her rabbits. I <laughs> like creep the shit out of her page and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty obnoxious at this point about commenting on her pictures, but it's fine. YOLO. Um, so, so she fosters rabbits, which is like a little bit different from cats, but it's kind of the same thing where like they can get overcrowded they just don't do well in shelters like they're really stressed out animals obviously and like Mm -hmm. they don't do well just sitting in cages so it's better for them to be in a house and actually having space to run around and yeah get used to people because a lot of them have gone through some shit a lot of people dump their bunnies outside which (gasps) fuck you oh my god yeah domestic bunnies don't survive outside especially at this time of year like that's not people think they can just dump their bunnies and they're like they're bunnies they're fine they're not you know it's weird because, you know, it makes me sad that, like, cats and dogs are outside and stuff. But for some reason, bunnies just seem so helpless. Like... So helpless. And they're so small. They're so small. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's picked up a couple. And um, so they do the... Like, she socializes them and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, They kind of... They bond with each other. Like, rabbits really strongly bond with, like, pairs and stuff. They call them, like, husbands and stuff instead of husbands. (laughs) Um, But, like, when she had two bunnies and one of them passed away on Christmas, which is, like, awful. And so she was, like, destroyed by that. And it's, like, you don't even have to think about, like, okay, you have to deal with the emotions of having these animals and, like, taking care of them. You have to deal with the emotions of, like, if they happen to get adopted, like, you have to deal with giving that animal up. Yeah. But then there's also, like, they might not be healthy and you might have to take care of them and deal with that and all that. So, like, it's a big commitment to take on. A lot of the links I was reading earlier were, like, yeah, it's going to be tough to give up an animal that you bonded with. But imagine the other side of the consequence if you didn't foster. They would mm-hmm. probably be dead. Yeah. And like, uh, I think it's the kitten lady says this a lot that, like, it breaks her heart to send them off, but then she knows that that's just making room for more animals that she can help. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, she's like, it takes a special person to foster 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, I honestly don't know if I could do it just because I feel like I would get attached to every single one. And I don't know, it'd be hard. <sighs> my friend Rosie, oh my God, kind of the same thing. So um, her roommate, she had two cats and then she she left for a while, but the cats stayed with Rosie. And then her roommate, like, actually moved away, so she took the cats with her. 
So she kind of like missed having the cats, but like she wasn't like a huge cat person, but she missed having them. Mm -hmm. So she decided to foster because, oh my God, her and her boyfriend and uh, his daughter, they used to go to the fucking Humane Society, which by the way, if you don't want to foster, you can volunteer to be a socialization person and just go to the animal shelter and hang out with the animals. Which I can't do because I will take them home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like uh, approach with caution, but it is a thing that you can do my friend goes every week and it's like the best thing ever and i i think it's really sweet to take uh his daughter with them too because i feel like it teaches her a lot about it too yeah and just i don't know teaches her to be a kind person to animals i guess i think anyone that can should do it 100 percent. it's just i'm the kind of person that goes into pet smart sees the cats there like sobs the old cats and just cries yeah it's it's bad literally PetSmart was hiring like five years ago or something and oh I was going to apply and my mom was like, you will cry every single fucking shift. Are you retarded? <laughs> every single day of your life. Yes, you will cry. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's the thing that you can do. Um, but so she volunteered for fostering. She got this cat named Betty who I don't remember how exactly she ended up at the Humane Society, but she wasn't eating at the time and they thought that it was just because of shelter stress and whatever. And they were like, okay, we'll get her into home. Maybe she'll start eating again. She didn't, which is really, really sad. And like, you could tell that it did a number on Rosie too, that like she couldn't help the cat. Damn. The cat ended up passing away, which really, really sucks. Yeah, it hurts. Oh Oh. my God. Her name was uh, Bertha, Betty. I I can't remember now. And that actually kind of breaks my heart. You just said Betty. Was it Betty? Well, you said, yeah, her name's Betty. And then you were like, what's her name? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I'm retarded. Um, (laughs) But now she has this cat named Vinny. And oh my God, he's the chonkiest boy, the chonkiest. And like, it sucks because you get cats like that and you're like, oh, you're so cute because you're chonky. But like, I got to put you on a health plan. That's that's not healthy for you to be that chonky, but you're still fucking cute. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, so she's like posting about him getting adopted and stuff. And his stuff finally went up on the Humane Society's webpage. And she was like, like, I'm happy that his stuff is up there because like, I want him to get adopted. But like... I love him. Yeah. <laughs> He's so cute, but I want him to go to a good home. Yeah. Yeah. That's my that's my only thing. It's like I would love to help animals, but I would just get too attached. Yeah. I would end up taking all of them home or like, yeah, just sobbing when they leave. Like I definitely have to have like my own animals first. Yeah. And then I'd probably only foster like a animal or two on top of that. Yeah. I feel like if it was like like, my cousin kind of did it in a, in a way where it was like, yeah, she had just, like, a ton. So it was almost, like, overwhelming for her. So mm. when they left, it was kind of, like, not a relief, but kind of, like, I'm glad I helped all of these animals mm-hmm. and there was no way I could keep them all. So That's true. You can't get, like, too focused or attached on one or two things. Exactly. Hmm. Just saying. <laughs> well, damn. Uh, there That's kind of smart. There are a couple cats specifically from these accounts that I wanted to talk about. Um... So there's the first one from Beth O'Stern that really just fucking hit home for me. I don't know what it is, but it's this senior boy. His name is Shadow. (gasps) He breaks my heart. His owner got brutally murdered. I really kind of hate that she feels the need to specify brutally murdered every time. I'm like, listen, ma'am, we've all been following. You can just say murdered. We all know. But brutally murdered in front of this cat. And, like, he was just not warming up to the humans, to the other cats. Like, he was hiding the whole time. He breaks my heart. Barely eating. Like, he's just not... I don't know. So, 
it's getting to a point where recently, last couple weeks, they've put him on Prozac and it actually is helping him, which I think is amazing, by the way. But yeah, like they had to put this cat on antidepressants because it wouldn't function without its owner because it has PTSD. That's so heartbreaking. It's awful. And the last post that it was three days ago with him and like he's you can tell he's like kind of chilling, kind of hiding in the picture. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was like, yeah, and it's like once three steps back, one step forward, we won't give up on you. And it's like, oh my god. I like can't. that one just gets to me hard. <sighs> did you have one to talk about or should we talk about Um, I did have one. Okay. It's actually from uh the My Foster Kitten. Oh good, because I don't have anyone from there. Yeah, and I actually I was thinking about it because I was like, I definitely want to talk about this cat. And I was like, oh good, it happens to be from like the page that you haven't seen. So she did two other kittens named Ponch and John. And they, yeah, they both ended up being girls, which is hilarious. Um, So someone adopted them. And then she got this other cat named, I don't remember what the acronym is for, but it's EJ. And she's this little torty. I love the tortoise shell ones. Tiny little thing. Oh. And like she had the hardest time raising her. She was so sick and like she wasn't gaining any weight. Like this is from, that was from 19 weeks ago. Oh my God. How long did it take her? This is from 14 and she was still (gasps) so tiny. Oh my God. Like it took her so long to get big and she just kept getting so, so sick and going to the vet. And she's just so small and cute. Wow. And just watching her, because, like, that was, like, one that she was tube feeding. Like, she couldn't get the bottle and everything. And she was, like, in the incubator for so freaking long. And she was all by herself because she didn't have any, like, siblings or anything. And she was too small to sit with the other kitties. And then she eventually could hang out. Uh, She had two other cats that had their eyes removed. So Astrid and Pippi, they were so fucking cute. Those were two others that I really like. I have a weird obsession with blind cats now. Yeah. Like a weird obsession with blind cats. I love them so much. Um, But now she is, she was adopted by Ponch and John's parents. So now I follow all of them and I get to watch them be regular little kitties. Makes my little heart so happy. Nice. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. Why are mine both sad? <laughs> well, and especially because, like, there was some times where, like, I didn't think that little kitty was going to make it. Yeah. And, like, following these cat stories for, like, you don't even realize how long you're following them for. And then they get adopted and you start going back through all their pictures, which is bad. Don't do it. Oh, my God. But then you're like, oh, my God, it's been so long. Yep. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Is this? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So this next one kind of hit both me and Megan. It's just, uh, oh my God. It like hit me in the face. I don't know about you. It, like, oh. fuck. So there was just this post about um, this this little kitty. She's so oh. cute. Pine. She's gorgeous. The mom is so gorgeous. So she had um, a kitten. Her name was Twinkle. She got sick. Like the mom got mm-hmm. sick. The um, mom, I think, I think she said... Pine's only like nine months old. Like she's still a kitten herself, basically. That that explains it because she looks really young. She's really young. Um, she had a a sickness for like five days, and you can see like the kitten's not leaving the mom's side. Obviously, yeah, yeah. She had a, an upper respiratory infection, which is really really common in cats. Yeah, but then the kitten got it because she was so small. So it's literally like so she posted that January. Oh wait. So January 3rd, she posted about the Mama Pine being sick. January Has it only been that many days? 
Yep. It feels like it's been forever. I know. I can't even imagine what she's dealing with right now with this. Oh, my God. So then that same day, she posted a picture of the kitten Twinkle. Which I love. I know. Oh, my God. Um. You would I wouldn't have never guessed that that was mom and daughter by the way because the kittens they like don't pure look white. anything alike. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, so that same day she posted pictures of like the kitten with the eyes closed, and then the next day the kitten opened her eyes, so it was like, oh my god, yeah, and I have look eyes. how cute. I know. I'm a, <laughs> like, I'd be obsessed anyways, but they're so fucking precious. I know. Um, so then six days ago, oh sorry, five days ago, um. Twinkle caught the uh, upper respiratory infection that Mm -hmm. her mom got. But because she's so small, it was, like, way worse. Yeah. She basically, like, couldn't breathe. And, like, yeah. For the for 14 hours straight, she's been... Well, at this point, she'd been receiving supportive care. But since that time, five days ago, it's been constant that she's been receiving constant around-the-clock care. Uh, They had her in this, like, big incubator. And Pine's just, like, watching from the side because she can't be away from her. So, like, every three hours, they'll take her out of the incubator and, like, either let make her drink or eat. And the mom just, like, grabs the cat and Literally hugs her. Literally just hugs her full on and just cleans her. And it's the most precious thing in the world. And, like, it's really precious, too, because, like, she lets the kitten lady, like, do her work on mm-hmm. her, but just won't let go of her and, like, wants to be there. And It's so cute. In some of her posts, she's like, I literally think Pine knows what's going on. Yeah, because, like, she she's, knows we're helping. She's not getting in our way. If the cat is out of the incubator and out of her sight, she freaks out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, her maternal instincts are just insane. It's so cute. And it's almost like, I feel like, in a way, like, she might be helping the cat. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't know. even, um... So they had her in like the big incubator and stuff and they're doing all these treatments, but they're talking about how every time they do the treatment, it stresses her out. So it makes it harder for her to breathe. And then giving her like that time with her mom kind of like calms her down and soothes her and stuff. So like 100% it helps. And then they moved her from that big incubator to a smaller one. The little fridge drawer. Oh my God. So they flipped a little fridge drawer upside down and put it over top of her and put little like blanket bumpers next to her. And put her little chin on her little sushi pillow. It's so cute. It's so cute. And now Mama Pine can just like hang out next to the box and like see her little baby. She gets all her concentrated oxygen and stuff. Yeah. It's so cute. And the last. she's starting to get better. Yeah. The last update was 20 hours ago. So um, every three hours they're still doing the treatments. But now she's like chilling with her mouth closed which she never did she's like able to breathe through her nose more and she's like spitting up mucus which is good because it's getting out of her system Mm -hmm. so it's just she's doing really good right now uh and i really hope it keeps up that way they're just so like in literally the kitten lady is like i've never seen this maternal instinct in in a cat before like this hard anyway like it's insane my heart yeah typically with cats once you start like detaching them from their mom they want nothing to do with them yeah and like you'll see a lot of the cats that her and beth have especially when they're younger and they have a litter they want nothing to do with their kittens after a while they're done yeah they're like okay fucking you can go away now and i mean like they'll cuddle and stuff like yeah. cats do but like yeah it's not like a whole like it gets to I a need point to where they like they they need to leave yeah. whereas pine's like i need to be with you i know which is so cute it's amazing i love it so much but that's the thing it's like how do you i can't imagine going through like what kitten lady's going through and like like literally around the clock 24 hour care and then yep. at the end of it like hopefully she'll live and then she has to get adopted somewhere else mm-hmm. and it's like 
oh my god and like how do you trust that they're going to good homes and like to be fair she she vets them pretty i was gonna good. say specifically with her i she... feel like they get a lot of good applications for sure like, it, it's the same thing with lila when i was talking to her about it because um i think her one bunny luna just got adopted and i was like man like that's so good but like so stressful at the same time because yeah. like you love them and you want to keep them and like make sure they're safe but you know you know going off to another home is better for them yeah hopefully 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 yeah hey guys it's editing morgan so we just wanted to update on twinkle uh me and megan recorded this a couple saturdays ago and you know all was well with twinkle and pine and that night uh me and connor were out for dinner and i happened to check my phone because he was on his phone and i saw a post about twinkle passing away so she fought a really good fight she fought really hard but unfortunately she did not make it um it's pretty heartbreaking honestly because you watch this kitten from the beginning of her life until the end and it's really rough um it's just kind of what we were talking about where, you know, fostering isn't all, you know, cute kittens and being around cats all the time. It's a lot of hard work and it's really emotional and you have to make sure that you're ready for those emotions. But anyway, uh, kitten lady, Hannah, she was clearly upset about the whole thing. Um, she made a big post about it. And then a couple days later, she posted about Pine, the mom. Um, Pine actually took to it okay. She you know, got to see the body. That sounds awful. But she got to see Twinkle after she passed and she kind of, you know, kissed her and then moved on. Because like we were saying, like, mama cats don't really want much to do with their kittens after a while. Plus, Pine was still a kitten. Like, she's only nine months old. So I think she kind of wanted to go back to being a kitten and not stressing so much, right? But anyway, Pine is okay, and uh, Hannah kind of took her time to grieve the process. Um, you can look on her account for her post. She also made a video about specifically grieving foster kittens because it's hard to grieve an animal that technically isn't yours, but also one that needs a lot of care that you've given them, and then to just watch them not, like... Oh, there's so much I could say about this, but I want to start crying soon. So, um, yeah, we just thought you guys deserved an update. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Pine actually got adopted. She got adopted within one week of Twinkle passing. So, I mean, there's kind of a happy ending, I guess. Uh, um, anyway, back to the episode. The other thing, too, is like, so I had a rabbit when I was 13, 12 or 13, something like that. Uh, no, maybe a little older, because I knew Delaney at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, like 13 or 14 or something. Um, and I I hate this. I hate looking back on younger me and being like, you're a dumb bitch. <laughs> you're the worst. I did not take care of that rabbit like I should have. Like, I, I kept it in his little cage. I didn't know anything about rabbits. I was just like, I want this rabbit. He's super cute. Yeah. He's mine now. And, like, he used to do this uh, thumping thing. Mm-hmm. That, like, we all thought was the cutest thing ever. Turns out it totally means he's probably pissed off. Oh. <laughs> or, like, upset about something. And, like, yeah, there's just a lot about rabbits that I didn't know. And it pisses me off to look back and be like, 
Yeah. You did not give that animal the life that it should have had. Yeah. But uh, you just kind of focus on educating yourself now and moving forward. I felt that with uh, the guinea pig that I had. Like, a guinea pig? Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> His name was Chester. Aw. It's really cute. He was the cutest. Uh, I had him. He was one of the oldest guinea pigs I've ever heard of. I got him in grade two, and he passed away in the middle of grade seven. Oh, my God. We had him for a long time. Damn. Um. So, like, at that point, I guess he lived a long life and whatever. But, like, I just don't think we socialized him enough. Mm-hmm. And, like, my... Sorry, Zach. My brother was kind of scared of him. So, like... <laughs> I kind of get why he didn't want to, but like, you know, after a while it was like, I don't know, his fingernails kept getting too long. It's like, we probably should have clipped him, but like, we didn't really know Mm -hmm. how. And like, you know, just little things like that, that I'm remembering. That's like, I could have improved his quality of life and I hate myself for it. Exactly. Oh my God. Hamsters. Hamsters are marketed as like the easiest thing to take care of. Did you know you're not supposed to put hamsters in the same cage? No. They don't like being together. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't. (laughs) We had two hamsters in a cage. They hated each other. They were assholes. And we just thought they were dicks. No, that's just hamsters. That's just how hamsters fucking are. Yeah. And I was like, why was I never told this? And literally Lila was like, because you got them from a pet store. They're not looking to inform you. They're looking to make money. Like Exactly. Oh, I was so mad. Yeah, see, I never wanted a hamster. I was all about the guinea pigs. I loved our little hamsters. We had the one first, Buddy, who was like this uh, like sandy little color, like teddy bear hamster. And he was so cute. And like he kind of sucked every so often if like we fucked with him too much. Yeah. Hamsters just don't really like people. Like I don't know why they're marketed as a kid-friendly pet. <laughs> yeah. They're fucking not. Mice, so much nicer. Yeah. Or rats. Mice or rats, a way better pet for kids. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Just, just so much better. Yeah. Hamsters are douchebags. And the guinea pig I had was actually really great, too. FYI. Guinea pigs are super nice. Oh, yeah. They love people. Hamsters fucking hate people. <laughs> they just don't like anyone. I don't no. know why they're marketed like they are. Because she got, um, or she was getting uh, pygmy hamsters. Those tiny, tiny little boys. Oh, they're man. so cute. They are adorable. We were talking about them. And she's like, yeah, they're the only hamsters that like being in pairs together. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, like hamsters fucking hate each other. And I was like, oh, my God. No wonder our hamsters sucked. Like yeah. we made their lives terrible. Fuck, man. It's awful. That's why it's so important. Like, I think every time we have an episode, we always talk about like, do your research before do you your do research, the thing. guys. But like it's so and I wish I mean, it's not really like our parents fault, but I kind of wish our parents did the research that was just the time. It was just the time. Like, it's it not, sucks. It's not as readily available as it was back no, then. And especially whatever. like with the internet, you couldn't have just yeah. been like, hey, Google. Yeah. Well, and like what Lila said too, it's like pet stores aren't there to educate. They're no. there to make money. So my and mom like, might have had proper questions and they wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And like there's, um, I think it's Pet Value on Ontario Street. I've been into like their reptile bird section. Yeah. That like across the bridge thing. There's a guy that works there that, like, seems pretty knowledgeable about those animals. So, like, I've seen some people who work there who, like, choose to personally be knowledgeable and stuff. But, like, it's very clearly not mandated by the company. And I also know specifically that store. Is not right. Especially their reptile section. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know people that, like, own a lot of reptiles and snakes and stuff. And they specifically, like, want to boycott that store because it's... That makes me sad. Yeah. That makes me really sad. Yeah. But yeah, so there's just a lot of research to do, not even if you want to foster, but even like to adopt. Yes. Please. Oh my God. I 
I know that there's so many posts about this and especially because Christmas just passed but like and I oh I had this conversation with Garrett the other day and I'm pretty sure I wrecked him a little bit because he was talking about how uh his family dog lives out in Winnipeg and he basically hasn't seen it for a year and he's like I know that like he's getting old and stuff but like it didn't really hit me until I came back and saw like the difference yeah and then uh he was talking about I'm pretty sure it was a cat that his parents got him when he was in like kindergarten or something so then he had it all throughout his life and then when he was 16 it passed away Mm -hmm. and he was like it just like crushed me and I was like okay okay that's sad and all but think of this like you were that pet's whole life Mm -hmm. they got to know you their whole damn life and like that's wicked not a lot of animals get to do that yeah and like I thought about it and I was like none of my pets have ever died I've always had to give them away for some reason or another oh my god and I hate myself for it or they've died because of, like, really tragic reasons. Yeah. My hamster. My mom. I, I'm sorry, mom, for writing you out. To be fair, anyone would have done this. And we've made it pretty clear that we were all incredibly un- undereducated about hamsters. Yeah. Uh, we ran out of wood shavings the one time. So she ripped up newspaper and just used that for the night. Because it was fucking Thanksgiving. Yeah. We couldn't go to the pet store and buy fucking wood shavings because it was goddamn Thanksgiving. Stupid idiot ate the fucking newspaper. Yeah. Just ate all of it. And then died. We were like, wicked. That's also a lot of newspaper to eat. Yeah. He just kept going. And I was like, what about that was so appealing to you? (laughs) (laughs) It's like when we were talking earlier about how some plants can be poisonous to cats and they just eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? But yeah, that's like right now, like we were thinking about possibly like adopting cats or like something, probably just cats because dogs are a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But like I've been looking into like I've never owned a pet on my own. Mm -hmm. It's always been with my family. So I'm like, how should I feed them properly? And where should I put their food dish? Should I keep them out all the time? Like I'm doing all this research and it feels good because when I when I am ready and I get the animals, it's like I'll be prepared and give them Mm -hmm. the best life they can. (laughs) <laughs> sorry that's okay Ranch over are, are you sure yeah because all yeah, right no, we're good um i mean yeah i guess my biggest thing is just do your research if you're interested reach out to your local humane society man mm-hmm. um i guarantee you also um fostering for cats and dogs is a big thing i happen to know firsthand that the link I want to say it's the Lincoln County Humane Society. It might be the Niagara Falls one that she works with. I don't particularly remember. It may be both. Um, They really need just small animal fosters. Okay. Like hamsters, guinea pigs, rabbits. Yeah. Rabbits are so stressed out in the shelter. And like how much, how great is it to have a little bun in your house? Yeah. It's so cute. Um, So yeah, reach out to your local thing or whatever. Um, If you like happen to live in St. Catharines and happen to want to foster rabbits, uh, my friend just started her own um, rescue, basically. Which is amazing. So amazing. She's starting it for her birthday. She Aww. was talking about it the last couple weeks. And, like, I was talking to her about our website and stuff. And uh, it's actually named after one of the first rabbits that she had. Aww. So it's called uh, Pumpkin's Acres Rabbit Rescue, which That's is so cute. so cute. His name was Pumpkin. And Look at his cute little face. Oh, so cute. Right? Yeah, I'm obsessed with her Instagram and shit. Um, but yeah, so they have a website. Um, she's only, she's just my foster bunnies on Instagram right now, but I'm sure she'll be changing it eventually. Um, but yeah, so she'll also need fosters if mm-hmm. you want to reach out to her or, you know, Humane Society. Do some socialization stuff. Yeah. Get out there. Do some good for the world. Yeah. Fuck the humans. Fuck the humans. They're just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's the other thing that like ugh, it kills me all of these animals are basically innocent in all of these situations yeah i know so it's just like man i mean so are the humans sometimes <laughs> what are you talking about sometimes they're innocent sometimes they suck okay like maybe not really i don't know what you're trying to say no okay well people who get animals and then just like dump them because they don't want to deal with them oh anymore. no 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 oh okay I was talking about like animal or humans that need to be fostered. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. I was like, Jesus Christ, what no, did the kid do? No, I, I mean, I guess foster humans if you want to. Yeah, but, but like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a whole nother realm. Well, yeah, of... that's I don't I don't know how many words on that. <laughs> yeah, no, people that give up animals like my thing is it's one thing if you're giving up an animal to give it a better life and you actually go through the work, find it a better home. And, mm-hmm. But just to dump it on the street or dump it wherever, like that's not responsible. Like there's been some people with the fosters that we follow on Instagram where like they get the rabbit back and they're like, don't like come at this person. They reached out to me and they were like, listen, like for whatever circumstance, I can't give this animal the life that they deserve. Yeah. Find someone else that can. Yeah. And like, good at least you're not just dumping them out on the street or something exactly and like i've actually i know someone uh one of my friends had a cat um like a couple of years ago and i guess the cat was just a huge dick and like <laughs> she's had cats before so she knew that all cats weren't dicks but this cat was just a fucking dick and like she couldn't <laughs> handle how much of a oh dick it was like it was like you couldn't even pet it without it trying to hiss at you or like whatever like it was just bad so she did the work and found another home for it. And now it's like she checked up on, on like how they're doing and the cat will like cuddle with the new owner. Aww. And like the cat is just happier also in the new home. Sometimes it's just not a good fit. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't know. Sometimes it's not anything you're doing. Just you're just not a good fit for that animal. Which is heartbreaking. But like find a better home for it. Yeah. People don't get that animals have personalities too. They're not all the same. Especially cats. People don't understand cats are like really complex. So different. So complex. Anyway. Fuck you if you hate cats. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I totally get not wanting to like deal with them because you don't understand them or whatever. But like if you're one of those people that just hates cats because you like think they're an asshole or something, you suck and you clearly haven't spent any time with a cat. Exactly. I'm just saying. That's just my personal opinion. (laughs) I'm both a cat and a dog person. So I can't understand people that hate either one i love all animals yep give me all the beans yeah all the beans all the toe beans furry beans feathered beans scaly beans oh yeah beans so that's all that we had to say about fostering (sighs) yeah research reach out to people yeah talk so next episode is gonna be real exciting oh first guest of 2020 y'all first guest like actually this time yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry garrett We'll do better next time. Will we? Hopefully. <laughs> we'll try to do better next time. <laughs> we will certainly try. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, uh, next episode, we're going to have William on. Does he like being called William? <laughs> this has become a whole thing at work recently <laughs> for some fucking reason. He's all like, I introduced myself as William because that's my name, but you can call me whatever you want. And I'm pretty sure at one point, like, our boss was like, uh, I just call you Will because that's what I want to call you. And, like, I don't really care if you prefer William. But now everyone at work is like, William? Like, do you prefer William or should I call you Will? And, like, it's just the whole thing. Wow. Uh, I mostly call him William when I'm, like, trying to get his attention or be, like, sassy at him about something. Yeah. Now I just want to call him Willie. Yep. The first Sunday in april i think we decided is um williams day because (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't remember what exactly the context of the conversation was, but basically Jesse and I were saying that he's like our parent and he takes care of us and we wanted to celebrate him. And Jesse was like, would we celebrate Mother's Day or Father's Day? And I was like, both. And then I was like, no, wait, let's do William's Day. Will you celebrate your William? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So. He definitely is a parent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He parents the fuck out of us. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that's not what we're going to talk about. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before I met Will at work, he actually did like professional photography. Like he went to school for it and like did stuff with the Gap and does a bunch of cool shit. I'll let him explain it to you because he'll he'll explain it better. But you know that we both have an interest in photography, so it's going to be a fun episode. Yeah. We'll uh, chit chat with him. Yeah. For however long. Yeah. Who we like cares? To, we like to harass people. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. That's fine. But yeah, so uh, you'll finally get to meet him next week. Oh. God damn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.